It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 398 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, October 17th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. we got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA Daily from a bunch of different hosts from across the network chipping in there, David Locke shows on Thursday, a whole bunch of great stuff on the network for you to check out. If you're a football fan, Locked On NFL, there's all the Locked On College shows, too, so make sure you're checking those out as well. And if you find a show that you like on the network, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you find podcasts. It's very helpful and uh, makes all the hosts feel very good to see their podcasts up in the rankings and all that stuff. So thanks in advance for taking that time. Also, just a heads up, please subscribe to my Patreon page if you like my work. I'm doing extra podcasts and stuff like that for you to check out. Uh, the first premium podcast on sh- uh, patreon.com slash Sean Woodley Raptors is with Kelly Dwyer of The Second Arrangement, formerly Yahoo. You know Kelly Dwyer. He's the goddamn best. So make sure you're checking that podcast out. It was a lot of fun. Talked about the current Raptors season. We talked about Matt Bonner for some reason. It was uh, it was a good time. So make sure you're checking that out and subscribing at my Patreon page. Uh, that one's available to subscribers of any level. So please get on that if you like my work and want to support it. It's very appreciated. All right, let's get to today's show. We are at the Scotiabank Arena now with Joseph Kasharo. How's it going, buddy? Doing well, man. How are you? Good, good. The Raptors just beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 116-103. 104. 104. Funny you mentioned that 103 or 104 because right. that uh, that last Ibaka foul and Zizek uh, free throw right. was the difference between whether the Raptors covered the spread or not. Oh, it was no. 12 and a half. Oh, it was 12 no. and a half. Yeah. That's disappointing. Love those storylines. <laughs> Love the degenerate gamblers yeah. who get burned by stuff like that. Stop gambling on basketball. It's very hard. Uh, anyway, the Raptors won 116 104. A certain guy named Kawhi Leonard made his debut. It was very good. He's awesome. He didn't shoot amazingly. He was only 9-22, but I don't know. This game, it got kind of hairy at the end. The Cavs kind of made a little push, and they didn't start the smoothest. The Raptors weren't, like, amazing in the first quarter or anything. It was kind of sloppy. There were a shit ton of fouls in this game, but it never really felt like it was in jeopardy, and I think that's going to be the case for a lot of Raptors games this season because, as it turns out, they're extremely good. Uh, Joey Cash... What were your sort of big takeaways from the first game of the regular season? What hot takes are you already crafting in your head Ooh. after one game? Hot takes? Wow, that's, <laughs> that's tough after a game. I mean, it was kind of a slog fest down the stretch. Very uh, entertaining second and third quarters, I thought. Yeah. Fourth quarter really like grinded to a halt. I don't know if it was maybe a little bit of the refs 
enforcing this whole freedom of movement thing that's yeah. supposed to be like a, an area of interest yeah. to start the year. But yeah, the game definitely slowed down. wasn't the most entertaining thing, but from a rap's perspective, uh, pretty positive. I mean, they yeah. didn't. They were nowhere near their best, and yet even when the Cavs cut it to like seven or eight, it was <laughs> one of those like it's not really a seven or eight point game. You yeah. know what I mean? And even Kawhi, like, it was a perfect example where Kawhi didn't shoot the ball well, but yet it just seemed like it was still. There's very few guys in the league who can shoot 9 of 22, and you'd look at their performance and be like, well, that was an effortless 23 and 13 or whatever yeah, he ended up finishing, yeah. but it really did look like that. He just um, he got to his spots. His, he used his size to his advantage. He backed guys down. He got his shot off almost whenever he wanted to, whether it went in or not. Mm-hmm. And defensively, over the course of the game, seemed to be finding his rhythm. So, yeah, just, Lowry looked incredible. Yeah, um, oh, my God. His he was... burst, he, he looked faster than he did at any point last year. Yeah. Um, and I know his minutes are a lot higher than they were last year. But I think it's only positive that Kyle yeah. Lowry is going to have a bigger role in the offense again. If they can find a way to do that while keeping his minutes closer to last year's, I think yeah. that's perfect balance. I think the minutes will end up being fine. I think there was a few factors at play here. I mean, they didn't play very much in the preseason, right? Both him and Kawhi. So I think this might have been like, all right, guys, get your feet wet, get some conditioning under you, and just like go play a bunch of minutes in the first game of the season when you're not too worried about wear and tear. Also, DeLon Wright was out for this game, so there was less in the way of backup help for for Kyle. So I'm, I'm not worried about the minutes thing or anything like that. I think it worked well enough last season that there's no reason to deviate from keeping his minutes around 30 to 32 minutes. Um, but yeah, 36 minutes, I think that's like almost as many minutes as he played in any game last season. So yeah, Also, I think that if the if the second unit had extended the lead there early, yeah. in the four, I think it was like 13 or 15 early in the fourth quarter, yeah. and the Cavs went on that mini run, and Nurse went back to Kawhi and Kyle pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the second unit builds that the way they usually do, like 17, 18, 19, 20, yeah. Kyle and Kawhi maybe don't play at all in the fourth. Yeah, that's that. I didn't think they were going to end up yeah. doing it. And then it was like a 6-0 run to start the quarter for Jordan Clarkson, and it was Jordan Clarkson time. And... Uh, it uh, you know it, it necessitated bringing the guys back in, but once Kyle and Kawhi and you know Fred VanVleet were on the court, like there wasn't really any question. It, this was always going to be a Raptors win, and like I said, this is going to be a thing we see a lot. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point, and it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, just kind of rolling through the box score here, guys that stood out. Pascal Siakam, buddy. He only played 20 minutes. He had 13 points, two boards, two assists. Had a block as well. Six of eight shooting. His cutting was just like incredible in this one. He hit a three, his only three he attempted. It was extremely wide open, but if he does that, and if he hits the wide open threes at a reasonable clip, like that's gonna be more than enough for him to take whatever leap people think he's going to take this season. And eventually people will have to start respecting that shot. Uh, I don't know, thoughts on Pascal's game? Was there anyone else that kind of popped in this game for you too? A few guys, but yeah, Pascal I thought showed um, kind of the whole package mm-hmm. in, in various points of the game. Like there was five things that stood out early in the game. Um, he, the first two defensive possessions for him of the game is one, he's guarding Kevin Love inside, yeah. and then the next one, he does a really good job, I think on Rondy Hood, yeah, on Rodney the perimeter, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then hits a corner three. Yeah. Later in the game, like, takes a defensive rebound, runs the court, and then finds, I believe, Kawhi in the corner for yes. a three. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then that was, was a, a gorgeous pass, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he actually had one similar to that that ended in, like, the coolest possession that didn't end in a basket yes. ever, where... 
Pascal was like falling out of bounds under the basket, found Norm in the corner and swung around. I think Fred missed a three, and then Serge got an offensive board, and there was a miss off that too. But it was just like, oh, okay, Pascal, like you're gonna do. It started. They tried to lob it to him, I think. From yeah. Like the three quarter court too. Then he almost uh, he almost connected, but yeah. yeah, he ended up having to like swing it out. But yeah. he also had the play where he like <laughs> took Kevin Love off the dribble like mm-hmm. a guard. So you just kind of saw a little bit of everything from him and why people and even non-raps people are so high on him because yeah. we're literally talking about a guy that's only been playing competitive basketball for like six years yeah. who is 6'9", six, 6'10", six, however tall he is, who can run the floor, yeah. um, can handle the ball, is starting to experiment with extending, extending his range to the three-point line, and can guard essentially one through five. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. And like, he, again, he showed all of those things in yeah. flashes tonight, so you have to be thrilled with that. Also, that little push shot where from like six feet out that he hit like 67% of last season, it's very much there too. Um, also, what did you make of the decision to start him tonight? He started along with Kyle, Danny Green, Jonas, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I guess the two surprises in there might have been Jonas because you know Serge started a whole bunch in the regular season, or sorry, in the preseason, and Pascal didn't really start until that last game where he put up a crazy, ridiculous stat line against the Pelicans. But what did you make of the decision? Do you think it's? I mean, it's probably not something we're going to see every night. Just the way Nick Nurse has talked, it doesn't sound like it's going to. But what did you make of that starting unit? It, you know, both just against this Cavs matchup and just what it might look like in general if they want to go back to that. I thought it made sense based on everything Nick Nurse has shown up to this point. And what I mean by that is it was pretty clear in the preseason that Nick Nurse is not going to play JV and Ibaka together. It's yeah. just not happening. They're both fives in Nick yeah. Nurse's eyes, and I think rightly so. Yeah. Um, and I think once Tristan Thompson was cemented as the Cavs starter at the five tonight, mm-hmm. they were always going with JV to match up with him. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starting JV, but the Cavs are one of the few teams that still start two traditional bigs, yeah. who's going to be the second big? If you're not playing him with Ibaka, it's either Pascal or uh, Greg? Like, that's yeah, not I, happening. I, I think, think, no, right? like you're never going to um, see. That's like Bebe Biombo exactly. right there. So yeah. it, it, to me, once JV was inserted as the starting five, I was pretty confident they would go with Pascal. Yeah. Um, I think most nights you're going to see OG at the four with one of JV or Pascal. But yeah. in or Sorry, one of JV or Serge. But in nights like this when there are two more traditional bigs on the other side, yeah. uh, I thought it actually made sense. And if you just scroll through like the league, there aren't that many teams that start two traditional bigs anymore anyway. Right. So we might not see this... This might be kind of a one-off type thing, you know, in comparison to a lot of other starting fives. But the way the lineup looked, I mean, I'm pretty down with it. It works pretty yeah. well. It's very good defensively. Pascal is terrifying, and like you can kind of guard, put him on to guard anybody, right? He could probably guard small dudes just fine too. Like he could guard Dario Saric, and that wouldn't be a problem at all. Um, you know, whatever the Celtics are running out, maybe that's a little bit too tall of an order to guard a Jason Tatum or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe he can. And I, I'm very excited to see how that all works out. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said done. Uh, you touched on Surge, and you kind of touched on the fact that him and Jonas are never going to play. 
And that kind of was interesting at the end of the game because Surge played a big chunk of the first uh, like six or seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Played pretty well. He only was 2 of 10 in this game, but Nick Nurse talked after the game about how he wasn't too concerned about the shooting line from Surge because he did a lot of other good things. And yes, there were some weird plays where he missed bunnies around the rim or he would dive for a ball and try his damn best, but he would like go out of bounds. And like it didn't always work out for him when he tried to do good things. He picked up like he, he fouled out of the game and picked up, I, th I think, four or five of the fouls on offensive, like attempts for offensive boards and just kind of hitting dudes. But I don't know. I, I kind of liked what Surge brought tonight, but I did think it was interesting that in the first game of the season where, you know, maybe matchups aren't your biggest priority, it's the Cavs who really cares. Nick Nurse was like, no, I'm not playing Jonas against Kevin Love. Like, that doesn't work. So, you know, Surge plays six minutes. Jonas comes in when Love comes uh, goes to center, and then, or sorry, Jonas comes in to match up with Thompson. As soon as he comes in, they sub him out. They they sub uh, Love to play center, and then they put Ibaka right back in after like less than a minute of being on the bench. And like I think that's something you're going to see a lot from Nurse this season. It's something maybe we didn't see from Dwayne Casey, and like different philosophies. And Dwayne Casey's approach obviously worked in the regular season. So, like I'm not nitpicking with that with that or anything. It's just interesting that Nurse seems a little bit more focused on the sort of micro managing of the matchups within given games. Yeah, and as far as Serge goes, I mean. I got tweeted at one point too. He was having the best two of ten performance I had ever seen. And from like, forget the numbers. From a strictly like effort standpoint, I yeah. thought this was one of Serge's best around. games in two yeah. years. Like yeah. he was crashing the offensive glass hard. A lot of his six fouls were actually loose ball fouls yeah. from him. Like get, being a little too overly ambitious on the offensive glass, which obviously isn't great. But you take that over some of the lethargy we saw from him a, a lot of nights last year. I yeah. think we're at the point where Serge would look like this isn't the end of the 2016-2017 season anymore. Yeah. Like he, it's not like they just traded him as he's supposed to be the third guy you yeah. know, for Lowry and DeMar anymore. And forget the contract that he signed. Just look at what he is for this team. He gave them what they needed tonight. And you know they don't need him to be a scorer or be some third option on offense. They don't need him to like pile up the rebounds or even block them. They just need him for like, you know, what did he play tonight? How many minutes? 27, 27 minutes. Okay, yeah. so that's actually ton, more. Yeah. To be honest, that's more than they're going to need from him on most nights yeah. because between JV and Pascal and OG and even Kawhi playing like small ball fours, um, Monroe in the few minutes he's going to play, like they don't need 27 good minutes out of Serge. They need like 18 to 20 of him just kind of doing his job. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought, aside from the shooting and the fouls tonight, I thought yeah. we actually did see a lot of positive signs from Serge. Three blocks too, which I think might be a byproduct of him just playing center and being in position to get more blocks. Like, he hasn't had great block totals in the last few years, and a lot of that's, I think, playing at a position, because he hasn't been a power forward for like three years, yet has been a power forward pretty much the entire time. Last year, even when he was here at the end of the 2016-17 season, and obviously when he was with the Magic, when they had 700 centers, he just had to play power forward. Um, so it's kind of nice that he's actually playing in the position that maybe he's most suited to now. And I'm not sure he's going to rebound amazingly every single time out there. And there were still some rebounding issues for the Raptors in this one. Um, you know, the, a lot of like weird volleyball rebounds that they couldn't get their hands on. And maybe that's just like guys figuring out where people like to sort of position themselves for rebounds. Because I thought Kawhi and Jonas got their signals crossed a couple times in that regard. But other than that, like I thought Serge was was really good. And yeah, the shooting is, is a bummer. And but at the same time, he hit like a huge three when the thing when things were getting a little bit hairy in the fourth quarter. That was his first make of the game, and it was like, all right, he, he's got this. Like the thing about Serge, and I'm gonna write about this tomorrow or Friday or whenever the hell I get around to writing it. But like the thing about Serge is that he's just like a luxury at this point, right? Like yes, he makes twenty million dollars, but like the genius of Masai Ujiri is that he's built a roster on which a twenty million dollar player 
if he doesn't have a great game, it doesn't totally affect them all that much. Like, yeah, it's nice to have that backup big to be able to come in and play 18 to 20 minutes if you need him, but, like, Jonas can soak up more minutes. You can play Pascal at the five, and it's not going to be the end of the world if, if Surge has a bad game. He's like the ultimate big man Terrence Ross now, and I love it. It's, it's, it's volatile. The fact that they traded Terrence Ross for Serge Ibaka is so fitting because, oh boy, I, I'm just following <laughs> yeah. head over heels for Serge right now. It's great. Um, Terrence Ross never had a cooking show. He's yeah. more of an eating candy kind of guy, but hey. Uh, you know. Also, don't look at Terrence Ross's stat line from this season opener tonight. He was as god-awful as everyone but you would expect him to be. He's uh, Apparently, the guys at Fast Break Breakfast do a league where it's like anti-fantasy, so the, the worst players are very good. Like The guys who do the least in the most minutes, apparently Terrence Ross is like a Hall of Famer in that league, which breaks my heart. I drafted him in the Locked On Raptors Fantasy League with my last pick because of course I did. <laughs> but yeah, that, that breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, anything else from this game? I, okay, I have one. Fred Van Vliet is like TJ Ford all of a sudden. What the hell happened to Fred Van Vliet? He just like he beats everyone off the dribble now, and that even as early as like the first couple months, or as recently as the la first couple months of last season, that was not the case with him. Like he was not a dude who could just take a dude, whether on a switch or just straight up with the opposing point guard, and just blow by a guy. Apparently, he can do that now. Look, I think you know people um, have become. Very, I guess, negative-minded in a way, and, and very skeptical when guys are talked about as having great summers now, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's like everyone has a great summer. Everyone's posting their workouts on Instagram. Andre Drummond shooting 200 threes, and so it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But like, I think what you're seeing from Fred in, in tonight's game, even a little bit in the preseason, is like, no, like some guys actually do legitimately get better and like create work on their bodies and mm -hmm. work on their quickness and their footwork. And I think Fred has, like, he. He looks good. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't shoot super well. He's one of five from deep, but that's an outlier. Exactly. Him, right? Yeah. So. Um, and, yeah, he did a lot of positive things. And, and to your point, yeah, he just looked a lot quicker than I've ever seen him on an NBA court. Um, and, and to think, too, that's after he got paid, right? Yeah. He, he got paid and obviously we don't want to write too much in the one game, but apparently came back quicker yeah. and better and, like, in better shape. So yeah, I mean, the thing with Fred that. is he's still looking to get paid a couple years from now. Ooh, did we get to have a cameo appearance? I think so. All right. Sirit Sohan. How's it going, Sirit? Good. How's it going? Excellent. What was your favorite thing about today's game? My favorite thing? Probably Kyle Lowry. Talk cozy. Don't talk to my oh, face. Right. The mic is right you're here. You're right. You're right. Probably Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. Yeah, we Kyle haven't Lowry. talked about Kyle very much With the much ball yet. in his hands, making decisions, mm -hmm. playing a great game, obviously hot shooting, but, you know, Nick said that he's going to have the ball in Kyle Lowry's hands a lot make him make decisions and I think he's gonna like it I think yeah. he's gonna find hey I don't miss my old friends that much <laughs> it's almost like he was the best guard they had the whole time it's it's almost like Shocking. he's really good at basketball and mm -hmm. wasn't the reason for the issues in the past but um did you guys notice before the game this is I I was expecting for there to be more outcry about this I don't care it doesn't matter to me but Kyle seemed very like not into the intros at all he was like sitting on the bench while everyone else was standing. I, I he, think that's actually kind of standard for like yeah, pre-games. Like, yeah, I might just even, be like I know even like when other like guys are like shooting it. around and yeah. doing their layup lines, Kyle's usually like one of the first guys to sit. Okay. Just because I think he's gotten so much pregame work in and he's just like yeah. not about that. Yeah. Kind of like hullabaloo, if okay. you want to call it that before the game. He does usually kind of just chill there where everyone else is doing their thing. I am curious to see if he still does his weird like crawling high five thing. Because it wasn't regular intros today. First of all, they were like four hours long. Yeah. Um, and they also, did a like center court days. type of thing. 
uh, unnecessary, but why not? Like, right. yeah, the court's there. Use it as a dance floor, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Did, did <laughs> like, you notice that, too? I used the time to go get a wrap from Freshie, okay. so, nice. you know. Yeah, there was like, I think I'm the real winner here. There, yeah, <laughs> sounds like I'm going to bleep Freshie out because they're not a sponsor. There was, podcast, there was like, been like six, 50 or 60 of these, like, dancers that were part of the There were 50 or 60 night. at each end of the court. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird and they but the thing is they weren't doing any kind of like high energy dancing. Mm-hmm. They were kind of doing a little bit of just like swaying yeah. while the starters were being introed and it just like, I don't know, it just had a very awkward it feel. Was bizarre. And, like, it was bizarre. It like, looked um, very forced and I don't know why. It looked it. like a video game dance where they only have like two moves programmed into the, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. the character or whatever and it was just the same thing over yeah. and over but yeah. Um, see, or anything else from this game before we wrap this thing up? Thanks for popping in, by the way. No problem. I mean, I'm anything I cover has probably already been covered. I'm sure you've discussed Ka- Kawhi Leonard. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's yes. Good. He, it turns out. Uh, what do you think of the defense? It wasn't like amazing for long stretches, and I think a lot of that is just like they gave up a ton of fouls and like they got called for a lot of crap in this game, but. Mm-hmm. And, like, shouts to the refs for having a really just scintillating performance, high volume, all that stuff. Um, but, I don't know, like, I feel like this defense is going to have times where just teams are just like, oh, we can't score anything, and they're going to turn it into a ton of points in transition. Like, they, they just seem absolutely terrifying. Well, I thought a great example of that was, like, early on, Pascal had the good start, but then he had two fouls in the first four minutes or whatever it was. And it's most teams, when they have, like, a defensive threat like Pascal starting yeah. and he gets in early foul trouble, it's like, Oh no! Now we have to go to what will clearly be a defensive downgrade. Oh wait, this team just goes to OG and Anobi off the bench, <laughs> right? Like it's just very the luxuries they have when it comes to their defensive versatility, especially among their forwards, is yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah, I looked at you at one point that started the fourth quarter when they had both Abaka and Miles on the court, and I was like, it's kind of wild. This is like one of their worst defensive lineups, and, and they still, still had Kawhi and Lowry and Danny Green on the court. I'm pretty sure, which is just bonkers. So, um, yeah, they're 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 going to be really good. Parting shots, Sirit, we haven't let you talk very much. We're just talking a lot. Well, I think that's fine. I wasn't supposed to be on this podcast <laughs> that's okay. in the first place. So it's a wonderful <laughs> uh, cameo appearance, so we're not complaining. I have to get on a bus in eight minutes, though, so no parting shots. Sorry okay. about that. i got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> the Raptors are good. Uh, this podcast is good, too. You can subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. It's very helpful, very good for the ego, and all that good stuff, so thanks in advance. I'll have a podcast uh, coming tomorrow. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. Actually, I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Celtics, so I'm talking to John Corrales from Lockdown Celtics to preview Friday's game, so stay tuned for that tomorrow night at some point. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sean Woodley Raptors as well. Please give me your money. I would love it. It's lovely and I appreciate it very much if you chip me a couple bucks. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it. I'm going to miss my bus. So thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Lockdown Raptors. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.